Hello, hello, and welcome to PS10 Radio. I am your host, Angeline, and today is an episode of self-care. We will be hearing tips for handling stress with Ashley Willis. Stay tuned to listen in. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me on. Yes, I'm so excited. I know you have a wealth of information and knowledge to share with us. Um, And basically what you're going to be doing is sharing tips for handling stress, right? Yes. Okay. So, Um, you know, we think of stress as kind of like, the hustle and bustle of every day and what's going on, but you have a definition of stress that you're going to share with us. Two different um, definitions of stress. So the first one is physical, mental, or emotional strain or tension. Um, And then the second one is a condition of or feeling expressed when a person perceives that demands exceed the personal and social resources the individual is able to mobilize. So those are pretty, um, I think of the first definition more so of like maybe stress on like your body, and then the second one kind of feels like emotional, kind of mental stress, is that, or kind of they overlap a little bit? Yeah, I think they kind of overlap um, a little bit. The first one is, is talking more about like Stress overall on the body. So it's talking about like it's the physical, mental, or emotional strain. Um, and then the second one is talking talking about the demands um, of our everyday life that exceed what we are able to provide. Um, so mm-hmm. I think the two, they overlap. Okay. Yeah. Like when I think of feeling stressed, um, you know, usually it's like this because there's a lot of things that that are coming at you or you feel overwhelmed about things or maybe people feel um, like they can't handle something right now because they're dealing with something else. But what should we look out for? How do we know when we're stressed out? Um, I think that when you're stressed out, you should look out for um, the the triggers, like so the things that are causing you to be stressed out. Um, so that could be um, work, it could be family, friends, um, relationships, um, also finances. If you're a student, it could be school. Um, I know mm-hmm. a lot of college students just struggle with trying to manage everything, manage, you know, having to go to work, keep up with grades, and then the finances of school, um, and then friends, mm-hmm. maintaining friendships while in school as a student. Um, and mm-hmm. then also social media. I think a lot of times um, people are comparing themselves to other people on social media. And so they might feel like, oh, this person, they bought a house or they just got a new car. And they look and say, like, well, I graduated with this person and I'm not doing half of this. And so I think a lot of times mm-hmm. people compare themselves. And it causes you to be stressed out, like, I need to win this race or I need to be on the same level as you know, somebody else. Right. You know, that brings up a very good point because I feel like we have a lot of times where, um, especially the young people, we are comparing ourselves to other people, and then that causes us to have a lot of stress. 
I agree. Yes, it's just trying to keep up with people on social media. But um, I think a lot of times what people don't realize is, you know, things aren't always what they seem, right? So on social media, people are only posting about, like, the good things. But you don't know what they had to do to get those things or the sacrifices that they have to make. So they don't really post, like, the hard work. They just post the end result. And I think that people forget that, that there's a lot of hard work that goes into buying a house or that goes into getting a new car or graduating and getting a degree. Like, there's a lot of work. There's a lot of, you know, crying at night, staying up, um, sacrifices mm-hmm. that people make to get to. But people don't post those things. You know, they just post, like, the end result. And people forget about that. And they try to keep up and they try to um, compare themselves and just feel like they're not doing as much or they need to do more. Um, to keep up with mm-hmm. those people. Yeah, I, I, and I really feel for our young people, too, because, I mean, I think maybe, I know when I grew up, there were people who were being, um, even like not just college students, but younger students as well, they were being kind of pressured by their parents to make sure they get all A's or at least on the honor roll so that they can get into good colleges and good schools and good opportunities and things like that. So I feel for these young people nowadays because, like you said, then people are posting their kids' report cards on on um, social media or just expecting them to do this, that, and the other to get in different programs that will lead to a better opportunity for college or um, any kind of community organization stuff they might um get involved in, and it's kind of disheartening. And then that takes us to the friendship part, which then they're comparing themselves to their friends. They don't feel like they have true friends. And I just feel really sorry for kids because they're going through the stress socially and academically, and just that puts a lot of stress on themselves, the pressure on themselves to meet other people's expectations, which is stressful in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so – like back when I was in high school, there was there was no social media. So now that's added a whole nother aspect of, you know, places to compare yourself. You only compared yourself to the kids in your school. But now, like you said, oh, the parents are on, on you know, social media and this child got a good job or got a good grade in biology. And now you're looking at your child like, mm, why can't you, you know, why can't you get an A? What are you doing? And so, yeah, so it's not right. only like people comparing themselves to other people. You have parents as well comparing themselves to other kids. As a parent myself, and sometimes you look at other people and you're saying, man, you know, these kids are doing this and they have these opportunities and that opportunity, then you find yourself kind of comparing, like, oh, I hope my kids get to do that or why didn't my kids do that or bring that home or something like that. And then that stresses me out, like, oh, not only do I have the everyday stuff I'm already doing, I'm trying the best I can, but now I need to meet that level of what I see. Mm -hmm. So I think that we can get caught up in it as well. Yeah, I think so, too. And then as a parent, also, like, if you do see, you know, that somebody else's child, they're in this club, they're in that club, I mean, that is, that's a big commitment for the parent, too. And so if you're a parent, like, for instance, like, if you're a single mom, you might not be able to be taking your child to something every evening, you know, for a club or um, for some type of organization, you know, you might not be able to do that like other parents can do that. Um, I know myself, right. I have you know, a, 
a teenage daughter. And like her cheerleading was right in the middle of dinner. So I would have to pack the little kids up and drop her off at cheerleading practice. And then two hours oh. later, come back and get her. And it's, you know, it, it interrupts your day. So it's like, yes, you want your child to be in all these things, but then you also have other kids. And my husband, he works second shift. So, you know, oh, it's, so it's, it's all of you. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we compare our kids and we want them to be, you know, we want them to be doing a lot or involved in a lot socially and academically, but it's also a commitment for the parent. And that can cause a lot of stress to a parent, too, just trying to figure that out and you working on sleep schedules, especially like if there's Mm -hmm. a big gap with children, like I have a 14-year-old, I have a 6-year-old, and I have a 2-year-old. So, (laughs) you know. Yeah, my 14-year-old, you know, she can stay up a little later, but it's really important that I get those two little ones in bed because um, the morning brings a whole other issue if you don't. Right. And sometimes it's kind of juggled at you. So, yeah. So, you know, it's a positive, but it also has its downside. And I think that's why it's important, too, that we limit the amount of time we're on social media because that right. comparison, like, that, that can really overwhelm you. Yeah, and one thing, one way I've kind of limited myself from social media is I don't have it on my phone. I try my best not to put it on my phone. It's too tempting, you know, when you're waiting in line somewhere or you're waiting for the kids to come out of school or whatever it may be. You're tempted to let me just push that big F or, you know, that Instagram or whatever it may be. And then you start scrolling, and next thing you know, you're seeing all kinds of things that can – just make you question your own life. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I should be making these moves or, or making these choices or I should do this different or that different. But really, like you said, everyone has their own journey and we're not all meant to go down the same road and we don't know what it takes no. for people to get there. Right. Yeah. And yep. And that's a very important part to remember. And I think that's where we kind of lose ourselves, just not remembering that, you know, you don't know what it took to get there. You just see the end result. And that's just mm-hmm. not, like, it doesn't happen overnight. It truly is a journey. It is. And then I had a question, too, about, um, you know, so we've been kind of talking about being parents and stressing out on those issues and everything like that. And as parents, too, or just as individuals, when we go to work and work is stressing us out, then we come home and we got all these stressors, like, like what's up with that? Like, <laughs> So how do we manage some of that work stress so that we don't bring it home and interfere with our um, family time? So when it comes to managing work stress, um, I always like to say, like, you know, do what you can at work. I used to have a job that was very heavy with paperwork. And it's like, you know, do what you can at work. And when it's time to go, it's time to go. And try not to think mm-hmm. about it. You know, try to leave it there. But I, I know that it's very hard to, like, not think about, like, oh, what is the next day? I have to do this, this, and this while you're eating dinner. Like, mm-hmm. oh, did I forget this at work? And I, I, so I know that it's very, very hard. But I think just remembering that you're one person and you're doing the best that you can and do what you can when you're at work. But when it's time to be home, then you have to focus on, you know, your family or your home or, you know, all those type of things. Try not to worry about work. Um, but like I said, I've been there before. I know that it's very, very difficult. Mhm. 
Yeah, but I do agree with you. We have to protect our time because um, uh, what I uh, will tell colleagues sometimes is if you got sick and went to the hospital tomorrow, they will still be functioning without you. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So take care of Mm -hmm. yourself. Yeah. Yeah, that is so true. They'll, or if you, you know, if they have to replace you, they'll have somebody taking your spot, have your position posted on Indeed in less than 24 mm-hmm. hours. So. <laughs> exactly. So don't yep. stress yourself out to the point where you're out of commission and they are replacing you anyways. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is um, self-induced stress because we think, well, if I don't do this, I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to get written up or I'm going to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but if we can prepare ourselves a little bit better, like just managing our time while we're there, mm-hmm. then we don't have to bring mm-hmm. so much home. And also, too, I think that's if you're getting to that point, too, then I think that you maybe need to reevaluate, you know, your job. Is this really the job mm-hmm. that you want to have? Is it too much? I mean, some people. You know, they love, they're workaholics and they love to, you know, work at work and then come home, bring their work home. Like, you know, some people thrive off of that, but like myself, I have children and when I'm at home, I want it to be all about my family. I want it to be all about creating members of them and I don't want to think about work stuff. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, and I've been there before where I had to reevaluate myself and say like, is this something that I really want to be doing? Like, does right. it, like, is it worth it? Mhm. Yeah. So, yeah. So sometimes, yeah, we have to just look and say, like, hey, is this something that we want, or you know, mm-hmm. do we want more family time? And you know, maybe that at that point would be time to look at something different and look at some other opportunities. Mhm. Now, what pl- what part does um, communication play in stress? Um, I think that communication plays a big, um, a big role in stress. I think that, um, for one, like if you are experiencing some work-related stress, I think it's important to talk to your supervisor about, you know, about how you're feeling and maybe what you can do to reduce, you know, some of your workload or some things even at work that you can do. If you have a high caseload, maybe you can talk to your supervisor about reducing that. Um, if you have a family member that you're in conflict with for whatever reason, I think communicating those concerns to that family member and maybe trying to talk it out with them, um, I think that that's important. Even the same in a friendship or relationship, you have to communicate. Um, And like I said, the first thing you have to do is figure out, like, what are the triggers to my stress? When you figure out what the triggers to your stress are, then I think that's when you look and see, like, okay, if it's a family member, like I said, then you need to talk to that family member. And then maybe you even need to distance yourself from, you know, people that are causing you stress. Sometimes you have to do, like, the pros and cons. Like, is this, like, list all the pros for being, you know, in a relationship with this person or being in a friendship with this person. Um, If the if the cons outweigh the pros, then maybe you need to reevaluate if that's um, a friendship relationship you want to stay in. Right. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's true. Cause if we are stressed out with the people who are, we are dealing with every day, I mean, that can cause even unnecessary stress as well. 
even with a spouse, you know, if you feel like your workload at home, you know, is too much. If you're doing all the cooking and all the cleaning and if you're getting the kids ready at night, you know, then maybe you have to communicate to your, you know, your partner, like, hey, this is a little much. I'm feeling a little yeah. overwhelmed area that maybe you can help out or if we can switch up maybe one week you do this and then the next week I do that um, but I think communication is extremely important because nobody really knows that something is bothering you until you say something and you don't want to mm-hmm. be at a point where when you say it you're exploding you know that because right. you held it in so, like you want to be able to communicate in an appropriate manner where people are able to listen to you and receive what you're saying so mm-hmm. I think it's important to communicate. Right. Especially if it's, like you said, it's a, a friendship or a spouse because you want to continue that relationship. If that's a relationship you want to continue, if you don't communicate, they'll never know how you feel. hmm Yeah. Yep. And the same, too, goes for, like, School. If you're in school, you know, whether you're high school or you're a college mm-hmm. student, if the workload is getting to be too much for you, you have to let your professor know. You have to let, if you're in high school, let your parents know, let your teachers know, you know, because mm-hmm. there's help out there. But nobody knows that you need help if you don't say anything. Right. Oh, my gosh. Ashley, I am dealing with that with my daughter. I hate to put her on blast on here, but... <laughs> Um, and she's in middle school, and um, I just went to her conferences. She's doing quite well, but she still needs to learn to communicate. Like, the, the her teachers have just done an excellent job of reading her, and they kind of they know her by now, so they're like, okay, we could tell that she didn't understand or she was uncomfortable or that she needed, you know, to change it to a different group or whatever it may be, but she's not communicating that with her. Um, she's not vocalizing that. She's just showing in her, like, her facial expressions or her lack of participation. Um, Mm -hmm. But she's still getting good grades. It's just that, you know, I just try to tell her, like, they don't know. They don't know what part you don't understand unless you ask them. And, Mm -hmm. you know, like they always said, there's no dumb question. If the same question that you ask is probably the same question someone else wants to know, so you might as well just ask. Mm Mhm. And yep, I had the same conversation with my daughter about that. And I think too, like my daughter, she is a freshman, so she's in high school. Mm-hmm. But the same thing, I'm like, and she's kind of struggling a little bit at math. And I'm just like, if you don't get something, it's mm-hmm. the teacher's responsibility to make sure you understand. But they don't know that you're struggling if you're waiting until you have a test, and right. you know you're and bombing it. You have to raise your hand, ask questions, go to, you know, after our study sessions, um, get a tutor, whatever. And I also had to talk to her about communicating with me. You know, mm-hmm. I can't know that you're struggling in math after I see a test grade. You have to tell me, right. you know, and I know that, mm-hmm. I know that like, when they're in school, they want to fit in with, you know, their friends. They don't want to be the one right. asking questions. Oh, well, I still didn't understand it. You explained it to me twice, and I don't get it. You know, so I Mm -hmm. told her, I said, if you have a question and your teacher explains it to you once and you don't get it, send the question to me, and I will email your teacher. I am okay asking five or six. Wait a minute. Can you explain that again? I don't get that. You know, so if she's embarrassed about 
whatever. I'm like, send it to me. I will ask. I'll make sure that I understand it so that I can teach you. But I think kids are right. just, they're, they want to fit in and they don't want to be that one student that has a question. But like you said, if you don't understand it, it's probably at least three or four other students in the classroom that have the same exact question, but nobody wants to ask. Mm-hmm. Being stressed out by, because stress can be healthy at times, but in order to avoid being stressed out, you really need to self-advocate, which means communicate. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. It's very important. How do we know that it's time to, um, I don't know if you want to explain a little further about the good stress and the bad stress, but how do you know that it's like it's bad stress and you need to like get out and seek professional help? Um, I think when you, when you think about like um, negative stress, I, I think of like, when you're calling into work, like you're so stressed out and burnt out, you're calling into work, you can't make it. Or, you know, you're missing your kids' conferences or you can't help them with their homework or um, Mm -hmm. you can't make it to, like, appointments that you have to go. So I think when it starts interfering with your daily life, I think that it's time to seek some help. Um, And so sometimes that could look like um, maybe even – seeking professional help. So maybe you might need a therapist to help you with some of that um, managing stress. And um, because stress can also lead to mental health issues too. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's ongoing, it can lead to anxiety and depression and things like that. So, you know, you might have to seek professional help um, when stress starts affecting personal close relationships. You know, when you're not able mm-hmm. to attend things like you used to, I think that you should start seeking um, some professional help for that. Right. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to to just be mindful of, like, their body, too. Like, um, mm-hmm. there's physical symptoms of stress, you know, having low energy, having headaches, um, even, like, an upset stomach, um, aches and pains, chest pains, not being able to sleep at night. Um, getting sick mm. often. Um, I mean, there's so many physical signs um, of stress, and I think that people don't they don't like to listen to their bodies, and you know they keep yeah. trying to push through and make it to the next day and make it to the next day. Um, and before you know it, then, like I said, it starts affecting some of those professional relationships, um, personal relationships, and mm-hmm. just getting in the way of your daily life. We don't want to add to our stress and, you know, be uh, reprimanded at work or, you know, or have all these stressful relationships in our life because we're not dealing with things either. And you definitely don't want to have health problems. All right. Yep. Yep. And it could lead to all of those. And when it comes Mm -hmm. to work, too, I think people, um, like, they don't want to call in, they don't want to disappoint, but... You know, sometimes you need a mental health day. Like sometimes you wake up in the morning and you're just not feeling it. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. sometimes you do have to listen to yourself and take a day off, take a day of rest and try to regroup and, um, and you know, get yourself together and prepare for the next day. But I think a lot of times we don't listen to our bodies and we just want to keep pushing and pushing and moving forward, you know. So. Right. So I'm hearing a lot of good tips for handling stress, like, 
um, like you just said, you know, resting by taking a mental health day. And um, one thing I wanted to say about that was um, when uh, when I can, I will um, take a mental health day, and I like to do it on a day that my kids are in school <laughs> because those are the best because um, that way I'm guaranteed to have the house to myself, and mm-hmm. I don't have to fix no one else, nothing to eat. I can relax. I can have music on. I can just take a nap. I can just really just totally be focused on myself and, you know, and just focus on my own self-care. And um, because I don't believe that self-care is selfish, I won't say I'm being selfish, but I am kind of, you know, just focusing on myself. And I like Mm -hmm. having that time to just do me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I understand that. And I would agree with you 100%. Like, the whole point to take a day off is when the kids are in school so you can focus and do things that, that you need to do for you to get yourself together mm-hmm. so that you can move forward. I think that's very important. Um, so what I like to usually tell people um, when it comes to, like, coping um, techniques and strategies, I like to say find something that you enjoy doing. Um, I think that's the best thing to just kind of get our minds off of whatever it is that's stressing us out, um, just to just do something that you enjoy doing. So for me, mm-hmm. I love to craft. So I make bath bombs, I make soap, um, I like to scrapbook, um, I like just kind of artsy stuff. So that's what I like to do. Right. Um, I like to read, I like to write, I love to listen to music. Um, and so mm-hmm. those are the things for me I enjoy doing. So if I'm doing something for Ashley, that's what I'm doing. Um, right. So it's very important that you're doing something that you like to do. Um, also, right. you know, breathing, breathing tex- techniques are important. Um, mindfulness. Um, mm-hmm. Maybe even going to, like, yoga or something like that, taking walks. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of different things that you can do. Um, listening to calming music or even um, I like to listen to guided meditation sometime on YouTube. Um, okay, yeah. And I like to do those, yeah, and I like to do those sometime at night before I go to bed. Um, oh. So those are really helpful to just kind of help you relax before you go to sleep. Um, uh-huh. Another thing that I don't think a lot of people think about um, that I find for myself really important is just decluttering. Like, oh, I, cannot yeah, I love to declutter. Yeah, I cannot function well in a space that just has, like, a lot of stuff, you know. And I have three kids and a husband, and, like, stuff is constantly everywhere. So, for me, I'm Mm -hmm. like, i got to clean this space. I need it to be clear. I need it to be, you know, clean. And I don't know, for some reason, I kind of, I I think, like, that's, like, my mind. Like, I need this space to be clear so my mind can be clear. Um, Right. I I do feel like our space sometimes reflects how we feel inside. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. I and for me, I know that like for me, I know that that's true, but I think that's a lot of a, a, something that a lot of people don't think about. Like, what? My mm-hmm. space? Like that doesn't matter, but it does, you know? It right. does matter. I yeah. like if I have a desk that's like on my desk at work, if it's crowded, then I feel like I can't really get any work done. So I'm like moving right. stuff around, stuff where it, mm-hmm. it should be. Um, and then I can function, I can work, I can, you know, do what I need to do. But I think that's right. It's kind of like you don't even know where to start with a messy desk. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It's like cooking in a it's cooking in a dirty kitchen. Like you don't know where to stack oh. anything because you don't have room. It's like right, you can't cook right. until the kitchen is clean. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, I think that's, that's how I am. Yeah, I can't I can't start cooking. I can't start baking. Whatever until my kitchen is clean. Sometimes I can't even go to bed if my kitchen is not clean. Oh, yeah. I just don't mm-hmm. like to wake up the clutter and mess. Yeah, yeah. Not, not a good way to start your day, tripping over stuff. And, yep, right. the same way. Like my mm-hmm. living room, because that's where the kids are playing, so that's where a lot of toys and stuff are left out. And I'm like, right. I can't go to bed with this mess. Like, <laughs> we got to yeah. clean this mess up before because – Waking up in the morning and tripping over stuff, you know, trying to find your stuff right. as you get ready. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that, that's off for, you know, that makes off for a bad morning, you know. So. Yeah, especially with little ones. I remember when my children were little, that's exactly what I did. Like before, or if they weren't, um, I'd have them clean up, but, you know, they would do kid clean up, which isn't much. But then <laughs> once I got them down, I would, like, truly clean up like every toy is back in the toy box because I just couldn't because if you wait till the next day they're gonna just gonna wake up and play with all that stuff it's not going anywhere it's gonna stay out or and more things will be added to it so I like that too um some other things too that I wanted to mention um and you had kind of touched on this before but um practice managing your time and using your time wisely I mean, so not mm-hmm. only when you're at work to make sure you're getting work some stuff done, but even when you get home, you know, managing your time wisely, making sure you're getting all the important things done, you know, like right. if you're, like, for example, if your finances is something that's stressing you out, um, if you just feel like you never have enough money and, you know, you feel like you need to budget, then managing your time for budgeting is important. Then you really mm-hmm. need to tackle that. So maybe you need to plan like an hour out of the week, um, maybe on a Sunday, you know, to say, okay, well, here's right. my weekly budget. This is what I'm spending on this. This is, you know, what I have to spend on groceries and just making sure that you're really prepared because um, if your finances is the issue and you're not taking time to address those things, then it's always going to be an issue and it's never going right. to be solved. So I think it's important for us to, you know, to manage our time on the things that we feel like we need to work on or those triggers that we feel like are, you know, causing us stress. People um, downplay time and everything like that, but procrastination is a thing. And like you said, if something's very important to you, to put it off and not prioritize it or make time for it, it can be kind of, it can hurt you in the end and work against you. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and two, I, we need to sometimes self-evaluate too. Um, sometimes we are in our own way. Um, mm. So some of the that, that we are experiencing be, could be because of something that we are doing or something that we mm-hmm. are not doing that we should be doing. So sometimes right. we have to look our mirror and say like what's really going on like is this something that Mm. I need to change or you know maybe I need to stop doing this and start doing this um so I think Mm -hmm. self-evaluation part two we can't leave that out when it comes to looking at like coping skills and you know trying to figure out how to um decrease our stress Mm -hmm. instead of adding to it um another thing 
I think a lot of people have a hard time with. I know I do, um, and I'm working on it, is telling people no. Telling people, yeah. no, you know, mm-hmm. sorry, I would love to do that, but I just can't. You know, I always feel guilty for telling people mm-hmm. no. Um, Me too. But I think that, <laughs> that it's important for us to do things that um, that are important to us and that are a priority to us and not to always do, say yes to people, um, especially right. when it doesn't align to our personal goals. I think mm-hmm. it's okay to know. You know, so many times people are like, oh, can you come to this? Can you come to that? Um, right. And we say yes because I don't want to be mean, but, um, well, really on Tuesday nights I have to do this with my kids, and I really don't want to add right. anything else because I'm going to be up later, and I'm not going to get, mm-hmm. you know, other things done. So sometimes we just have to tell people no. And there are other ways yeah. that we can support people instead of physically being present. Um, there are right. so many other ways that we people and we have to remember and maybe get creative about the ways we can support people instead of always telling them you know yes I can do this yes I can do that say well I can't do this maybe I could do this you know something Mm -hmm. that's a little easier better right you know what's going on at the time Mm -hmm. yeah I yeah I struggle with that too telling people no and then feeling guilty and trying to figure out an excuse or things like that. But once you're honest with yourself, like you said, and just, you know, I got some other things to do with my family, I just realized, you know, I can't spread myself thin. I got to have energy left for these youngins I'm taking care of. So, yep. Thank you so much, Ashley, for, like, all of these tips. Um, I just want to kind of go through them again just because just, our listeners can remember um, our good conversation and what we learned from you today. Just um, starting off with, we need to recognize what our triggers are. What exactly is sending you out? Because if we don't know, we can't address it. Um, Doing what we can at work and leaving it there. Not comparing our journeys with other people's journeys that we see on social media or just that we hear about through other people. Um, communicating is extremely important, especially um, with our loved ones, people who are close to us. Seeking professional advice when we feel like, or help when we feel like um, it's too much. Doing what you enjoy as much as you can, that can relieve some stress. Learning to breathe or use mindfulness or yoga that can reduce stress, Um, taking um, a day of rest, a mental health day to kind of reboot. I like that. Um, Listening to music or guided meditation, especially before bed. I like that idea. I think I'm going to try that. Um, Decluttering your space and getting your space clean and in order so that you can go to the next thing and you don't get feel stuck or like you don't know what to do. Um, and again, just managing your time and using your time wisely and making sure you self-evaluate and get out of your own way. And lastly, you said to tell people no, which I love. These are all yeah. wonderful tips. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So I know that you shared with us that you like to craft and do things like that. Do you have, like, anything that you want to share with us that you've been working on? Or 
Yes, so I um, so I started my own business making bath and body products. So it's called Serenity Delights Bath and Body Treats. Mm. Um, and so uh, with Serenity Delights Bath and Body Treats, um, the goal is to bring um, a spa-like experience to your own home in your bathroom, um, and it promotes self-care. So um, like some of the things that we just talked about, you know, we do so much for other people, and there's a lot of stress. And so um, the products that we offer are um, bath and body products, so spending some um, time alone, doing some self-care, taking a warm bath. Um, mm-hmm. I have bath bombs, um Bath teas, bath thoughts, um, soap, Ooh. bubble bath. Yeah, so um, I have um, an Instagram page. It is Serenity, okay. so S-E-R-E-N-I-T-Y underscore delights, D-E-L-I-G-H-T-S underscore bath treats, B-A-T-H-T-R-E-A-T-S. Um, so, um, you can go on Instagram and follow our page for, um, current and new products. Um, you can DM me. I am in the process of, uh, working on a website. So I hope to have that up and running within the next couple of weeks, um, and take orders. So, um, good. and I'm going on there right now. Let me get on that Instagram page. <laughs> <laughs> and give me some bath treats. <laughs> Yeah, so um, like I said, our whole mission is just to um, promote self-care, and each um, purchase comes with a serenity card. And so on the serenity card, it's the business card on the front. On the back, it has like a positive affirmation or just a uplifting quote. Um, and so the idea behind that is um, once you get your purchase, you can either keep these serenity cards in a special place that you can go to and refer back to later, you know, when you're mm-hmm. maybe had a, had a hard day or just need some encouraging words, some uplifting um, motivation. Or also, if you know a friend that's struggling with something, you can give them a serenity card. And on the back of that mm-hmm. serenity card is affirmation that they can either keep in their wallet, keep in the mirror at home, keep on their nightstand, wherever, you know, so that they can have some daily reminders of how amazing they are. Um, So, yeah, so check us out. Um, I'll be adding some new stuff in a couple days, actually. So, oh, nice. I can't wait. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode of self-care talking about the tips for handling stress with Ashley Willis. We thank her so much for coming on and sharing those mental health tips with us. As always, be the best you that you can be one positive step at a time. Peace.